So we're recording. We're doing something new today. Um, we're talking about. We have a special guest on here. Also, we're talking about Grave Digger's debut album, Six Feet Deep. And uh, we got Aaron the Foreman on here. Um, Aaron, well, oh, you were the Foreman in the Mechanics Lounge. But oh, wait, wait, yeah. before we even get there, I'm Josh. I'm Cobweb. <laughs> <laughs> You messed up. What happened? Uh, That's what he was waiting for. Josh, Josh, we just had we just had this in conversation. Yeah, this didn't we didn't then we go over this. This is why, Josh, we don't do pre warm ups, okay? Because it's it's, you see what I'm working with. Okay, look, look, look. I I know what you want. I know what you want, Cobweb. It's not the time I was gonna play it, but which would have made more sense. But here. It still don't have the same effect. <laughs> but it wouldn't have the better effect. <laughs> Deb, who are you? You done messed it up, Josh. You done messed it up. Trust me, the way that I was originally going to do it would have been much better. Super dope. We'll, 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 we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. And our special guest today. Oh, Oh, I don't get no music either? What kind of place is this? <laughs> Who is running this pod? Yeah, Ali. <laughs> yeah. Well, you actually, yeah. actually, actually, Josh, you, 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 yeah, we need to start doing something like that one day. We be having these real important people on this show, and we be and like, yeah, I think we, thanks. <laughs> this is, you know, we'll correct yeah, that. We need lights and... Lights, yeah. effects, freaking lasers. Let me write this down. Wait, wait, are we doing a podcast or something? Wait. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for Aaron to introduce himself. I'm waiting for a space to talk, bro. <laughs> oh. How did you think this shit went? see what you did. How did you break it up, man? You got a, what's going on with your mic, bro? <laughs> he's mad because his theme song was. I know, I know. He's he mad whole too, pod, bro. Oh pod. wow. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> this is Aaron Weary coming live and direct for you. There you go. <laughs> Cobweb, can I get a test? One, two, three. One, two, three. You sound great over here. Sound great yeah. over here. Your microphone okay. sounds nice. Oh, it does sound nice. Okay, that's real yeah, nice. You know, I didn't so we're do doing anything. something a little different today, and I don't know how long we're going to run with it. To be honest with you, because we were completely unprepared for for changing up our our <laughs> whole stick that we got going on. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about, and we might get into a heated debate about it. But um, one of the, even though some people will say the first um, horrorcore albums coming out, definitely a super group, Grave Diggers. And instead of instead of a horror movie, and it, and if we run out of stuff to talk about with Grave Diggers, I have a horror movie to fall back on up in here, up in this nugget right here. You know, this is all fine and dandy, okay. Uh-oh. But I'm just saying right now, you're going into a lot of stuff, and it, it all doesn't matter because you haven't what? done one thing, my friend. What's that? I know what it is, but what is that? Can you hit the intro? Warning, this podcast is about the horror genre. 
specifically horror films. As most horror movies are filled with coarse language, violence and or gore, the topics and language of the cast of the pod will also reflect the genre. If you have any issues with the aforementioned warnings, please press stop. However, if you have no issue with adult language, movie violence or the accoutrement that accompanies horror films, please feel free to continue. You have been warned. There we go. We are the cast of the pod. You have been warned. Uh, if you're going to get your feelings hurt about stuff, turn around now. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it, it works for me. I mean, this is what they signed up for tonight. Yeah. I mean, this is what I came to see. So, Cobweb, do you know how this came to be? Like, what part? Like, the whole thing? Or like the show itself. Today's today's episode where we're going to be breaking down the album. I don't know if we're going to be breaking down. But we're going to be talking about Grave Diggers six foot deep. Six foot oh, deep. you got to say it the right way, dude. You ain't saying it the right way. You know, when you say Grave Diggers, you got to say it, you know, with the G to the R to the A to the V, E to the D to the I to the G, G to the A to the zigzag Z. Zigzag Z. Grave Diggers, six feet Okay. <laughs> Put something on it. Put something on it. You have to. So we're having Just this conversation. <laughs> Aaron Aaron hits me up the, the other day. And Aaron is one of our homies from way back in the day over at Felipe's Garage and in the lounge and all that. And that's where he got the name, the, the Foreman. Right? And, yep. and he's also, thank you very much, one of our Patreons. And he threw out there, hey, um, I'd like to hop off, hop off and do an episode, which is one of the perks of being a Patreon. And honestly, it's also a perk of being a friend of ours and being a mechanic too. So that, you know, but shh, don't tell nobody that. But, um, so it's like, cool, hop on. And, and then he, he says, I have an idea. Maybe one of these episodes we could talk about an album. And I was like, sounds great to me. Let's do it. Lo and behold, what? three weeks later, I'm like, shit, we're doing an album. <laughs> I was like, Josh is like, yo, I probably should have listened to it, huh? <laughs> right. Uh, so, hey, the idea came because I was like, yo, one, I love the album. But two, uh, it fits what you guys do. I mean, yes. it is the most cinematic, one of the most cinematic albums, you know, out there in hip hop. Like, there, it is a movie. It just, there was no filming. You know what I mean? Like, every part of it, you know, it it, it tells that story, that horror story through a lot of different angles and, you know, shows things through, you know, the lyrics and, and the, and the music, but it's, uh, you know, it is a, it is a horror, horror movie for sure. Yes. And, and I had heard, I had heard the album before, so this isn't the first time that I heard it. And um, we'll, we'll get into, I mean, the most popular song off of here. Um, the other day I was in shock because, you know, I told Deborah, I was like, you, you've heard it, you know, and then I played um, 1-800-SUICIDE. And she's like, nope, hadn't heard it. I'm like, what? Never? Nope. Wow. I really That's don't. a banger. Yeah, I really yep. don't know much. If she hadn't heard any of the other songs off of there, I was like, okay. You know, it just wasn't her thing and, 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 and all that. But I, I can't picture someone not hearing that song. I mean, oh, yeah, you, you have been warned. We're probably going to ruin our algorithms just by saying the word suicide. 
because you're not supposed to say that. So so one eight hundred unalive yourself. Um, it doesn't have the same flow. <laughs> no, it don't, Josh. This is a grave dig. This is my safe space, Josh. Remember, <laughs> we had this discussion before when we signed up that I would have my safe space. And he, Aaron Rock, he's absolutely right on that. Let me tell you something. I remember when I when I bought this album. I bought this album when it came out. And I remember I was in the car with my buddy. I was in a, a car with Jay Nice. We were going up to, um, was that, like Great America or something like that? And I was playing it in the car. And this joker, he said up there, he said, this is what he straight up just said, I don't know, man, it's, it's dope. But I just questioned RZA's, his production skills. That's what he said. And I was like, well, you know, it's not all RZA, you know? It's, it's different. You know what I'm saying? You feel like in a couple cuts, you feel like his, his beat in there or something else like that. But I never really understood how much Prince Paul did with the album or how much did he contributed to it like that. You know, because he's a very good producer. Remember, he did discover De La Soul. So, well, see, I, I, I thought I thought Paul's mind was in was was everything on the on that first album. I thought he was the one in charge of everything off of there. That's my assumption. Well, yeah. bless to them. They get the rap over Prince Paul beats. Uh, RZA, I, I take a second beat to that. Shit. But that junk is kind of... Sometimes I listen to the Grave Diggers and I'd be like, man, this is some pretty hardcore shit. And you got to be careful, you know, when you're listening to stuff like this, you know, because that stuff, get, it can't get into your head. You know, because music is the evil way to challenge you to anything, you know. And when you're hearing some straight... I can't listen to Grave Diggers all the time. I might pull out a Grave Diggers album like that Six Feet Deed out like maybe once a decade. Let's take a, a quick break, real quick. Um, Aaron, being all professional and all that, actually typed into the chat. I, I forgot we had a chat over here, and he he says yeah. he's getting a lot of lag on that side, and we all sound yeah, like guys, robots. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, yeah, like you got like everything dropped, like you're real deep, but like robot-y. If we started recording, everything was good, and then. Like we started the talking and then cop- it just went to crap. We, we got we cop cob we got cobwebbed webbed. <laughs> no, this is all good now. That's not true. Ladies and gentlemen out there, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. I was sitting over here just chilling, mind my own goddamn business, taking notes on the show to make sure that I make sure I have a good episode because I've been, you know, I'm on vacation, Deb. Okay, okay. So before we go in, into any further into this, and yeah. Aaron saves us completely on it, I just want to point out a couple of things. All right? For me, when it comes to music, growing, and we all listen to a whole bunch of different music and all that, and I understand that. For me, before I heard Grave Diggers, I, I heard this album years after it came out. Right? I had already heard Ghetto Boys. I had already heard Esham. I was listening to ICP in the the mid nineties and all that. And so by the time I heard Gravediggers, this album was kind of don't be offended, but I mean it was kind of light compared to everything else that I had already heard up until this point. I mean compared to Esham, Esham was like, it, uh, yeah. But but that but let me say this, Josh, and and Kyle, tell me what you think on this angle, is that. Gravediggers were making what they thought was a dope hip hop album around a great concept. Mm-hmm. The other guys that you mentioned, especially Isham, 
they were trying to push the boundaries of what they thought horrorcore was going to be or what it was at that point. They were coming from different angles, which I get your point for sure. Um, especially when you bring those other ones into into the the category, it uh, it's definitely a different feel. But I think it's all about the approach. You know what I mean? And, yes. and it's interesting to hear your point of view coming from hearing it later than so when it came out, man. That there's a, definitely a different feeling. It's like you know a lot of a lot of my friends too uh, in the heavier music, whatever. You know, when you were back in the in the '90s and the first time you heard bands like Corn and Deftones. And you just went, oh, oh shit, this is this is something new, you know what I mean? But now, if you go back and you're hearing, you know, other things, you know, it, it's just a, a very different perspective. So I completely understand that. But um, I don't know for me and Pride Cobb too. Like the first time we heard this, it was it was special because it was so different. And 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 for me at this point, it was still very real. Very, it it, it wasn't as dramatic it wasn't as very it wasn't as much of a gimmick as everybody else that i've I've listed and it, it was strange going into it was still kind of what everything was just lumped into gangster rap back then especially down here in south texas you know they, there was rap there was gangster rap and then everything else that we listened to here there, there wasn't subgenres or anything like that and um it was like okay so this is gangster rap but they're talking about the real side of it, people being crazy, people being, you know, st- stuff like that. It it didn't seem, and it may have been Prince Paul that I had heard back in the day. I remember somebody telling me that horrorcore rap was a horror movie, or it was it was heavy, it was the heavy metal version of rap. Interesting. I could yeah, I could I see that. that. I could yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely think because it's it was a different genre. Honestly, tell the truth that ever come out because you didn't hear nobody rapping about no shit like that. Okay. The next person that came out rapping about shit like that was Eminem. Okay. Straight up talking about suicide and taking pills and all that other shit. He came out, he did a lot more lighthearted stuff like that, but that, that shock, that was like at the pinnacle of shock rap. You know, it is really, that's when it really started taking off and the grave diggers exploited that tremendously. The whole, the whole concept of the act, that junk was raw, dude. It was it was hard to listen to at times because of the shit they were saying. I was like, "Whoa, you know, you have to take a step back." Not a, like I said, this album is not for everybody. It really isn't. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and okay. if you like that, even the the groups that took it and pushed it further, if you're more into that, I can see how some of those people wouldn't necessarily be into this. You know, the people that are into ICP and Twisted and Isham and some of that stuff might not be into this because it's not it's not pushed as hard. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to circle back real quick to uh, what we were talking about before we broke for the uh, adjust the volumes and all that. Um, with the production, you know, being Prince Paul handling all the production, you have RZA in the group and he's not even doing production. Like that tells you something about the level that that these guys are at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's also crazy to me. So my, my, my view of this, as we're talking, just so you guys know the lens I'm speaking through, is Prince Paul's a genius. Like, you can't tell me anything else. I'm sorry, but, you know, you say something else, them is fighting words. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude, one, pick, he put this group together. You know what I mean? Like, he chose these, handpicked these people that never met each other and put this group together. And in his words, these were the best MCs in the world. 
And I'm going, they started, they started recording in 91, doing the demos. And I'm thinking to myself, I go, bro, in, in 91, that's not, those aren't the guys I would have picked. But the way that they came together on this album and the, the little changes of their styles, I mean, it, it's incredible. I, and I, so many hip hop heads sleep on this because of the, the subgenre and what it's labeled. But at the end of the day, the production and, and the different styles that the MCs are doing, I, man, it, I think it's tough to touch an album like this. It's so good. Yeah. So what song, what song we got first over here, man? We got, what's the first song off this album we got? Uh, I got the oh, we're literally going one up. by one. No, yeah, we can, we can, maybe. Let's, let's, let's talk about a couple of them on there. Yeah. yeah what, what we got? What's the first one? Hold on. I'm oh, bringing it up real quick. Page. That's my page. Yeah. You got it, Josh? Yeah. That way I can, uh, that way I can play some off of here. Just when you thought it was over is the intro. Yeah. And then constant elevation. So real quick on the, you thought it was over that the hit, the history, again, the way all this came together is incredible too. Uh, they all their careers were over at that point. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is wild. And you guys all know this in hip hop, it's a young man's game. Those guys were all considered old at that point. You know what I mean? And that's crazy. Late, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Everybody in that group had had like some level of success and the industry said, ah, oh, we're done with you. Except for RZA. Except for RZA. It no, was I, I, God, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah. when you look at the, the skate scope of it, so he had had the one hit. That's which, right. You know, You're right. You're then, right. But that was over at this point. And, and, and he didn't want to be that guy. He didn't want to be Prince Raheem. That, that shit was over to him. The label had already kind of stopped fucking with him. And so Wu-Tang now it's like, what is he going to do? And so that, was after this. Yes. So the, well, it, it starts to coincide. But when they start, then they first start putting this together, everybody's down and out. I mean, that, that's the other thing is like the story of the album is his own movie, too. You know what I mean? Like these dudes were done. And so, um, you know, and especially in hip hop and the way the industry has treated our artists and, you know, the way that all this talent has been kind of thrown away almost is really, unfortunately, this story is not new. It's not. It's been repeated a million times. All these talented guys that just, you know, we got... The record label did what they needed and then threw them away, you know? And so for them to come together and, and form this like Voltron is, is pretty incredible. So what, who, that, wait, oh, yeah. yeah, no, I was trying to no, no, no. To, the, to the album, but yeah. Right. Cause, we, Cause who else was in this group? We had RZA, Prince Paul. Yeah. Um, who was that? Daddy, cool. Daddy IU? Well, it's not Daddy IU. Um, no, um, he was from uh, Stetson Sonic. Um, Raquan. That's who used Ruquan to stay with Jay Nice. Jay Nice, he yeah, used to live with Jay Nice. Yeah. And that dude was like homeless for a minute too. Like right before the album came out, dude was going to like go work at uh, some like factory or something. I mean, <laughs> again, these so, guys somebody are, was doing a clothesline at their own house or something like that. Hey, dude, oh, dude. That, that was, uh, that was, I believe, too poetic. Too poetic. And again, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. And that, so they all have like their their hip hop names, and then they had specific names for this group. So Too Poetic was uh, Grim Reaper, and then uh, Fuquan was the Gatekeeper. I like the Gatekeeper name. I think that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, and, and then uh, hey, Prince Paul was gonna be 
So he, he was the Undertaker, but he was going to be Paul Bear, look, wrestling tie-in for you two. Uh, <laughs> but he was like, he's like, ah, it's too, too on the nose. That's too, uh, but that would have been, been. Yeah, right, 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 right. Then, right. then yeah. the best play, yeah. the best play on, on the names, being able to keep his name, well, even though he was yeah. changing up from before, was right. the Resurrector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was dope. That was dope. And the Rizza part came because of this. Like that's I didn't know that. so the his yeah. So the his name, Rizarecta, and he's like, I'm gonna spell it R Z A. And then he he bring, brought that into Wu Tang. And here's so, another thing. So on the production, sorry Josh, do you no, want that's right? Okay. Uh on the production too, you know, Prince Paul had already been in the game a long time at this point, you know, like and so he he claimed, and I, I'm not there, but in, in the interviews, I've heard him talk about how, you know, he's showing, you know, RZA how to use certain elements and, and the SB 1200 and all these different things. And at the same time, RZA's starting to get all the beats together for 36 chambers. And so historically speaking, I really think, you know, in the multiverse, does 36 chambers sound the way it does without Gravediggers? And I don't think it does. I think this is a pivotal point in RZA's career that went a certain direction because of where he was at the time. And I think what came out of that led into what Wu-Tang became. He's, he's, he's absolutely right, Josh. He's well, 100% see, right. When did, you, when did you connect that motherfucking dot? When, when did you start <laughs> thinking that dot like that? I just want to know because I lived through yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see me, it, but when, me, when you really write it out. Me personally, right now, as Aaron was saying that, that's when that's when I connected that dot to, to the dot. Oh dot. man, see, right now. yeah. So yeah, De- De- yeah. Was... let me ask. De- let me ask yeah. the Deb something right quick. Deb, have, what songs have, have you? you wake? Right. Did have you hear seen? any songs off of this album that we we listened to it? Yeah, I heard. I heard all of them. I mean, Josh. Okay. He asked me, "Do you know what we're doing on Monday?" And I said, "No, not really." know <laughs> 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 we're doing this. And I, and I even asked her on Friday, "What movie are we watching?" I told when? I told her she, she don't listen. No, We've been I married don't. almost thirty years, twenty nine years. Do you listen to me? What? See, so but <laughs> that's yeah. a two way street, bro. That's a two way street. <laughs> so um, then he was like, "Oh, I guess we need to listen to the. You need to listen to the album." And I was like, "Okay." So yeah, I I heard it. it but... Aaron, the consummate professionals, pr- quietly messaging. Over here, can't even. Uh, I can't even see him typing it out or anything like that. So whenever you need to to, to jump out and jump back in, we'll, we'll just do it and, and no worries. Okay. All right. So we had this break and Deb's already fighting. Deb's <laughs> Deb's asking for knives and guns and shit. That ain't my fault. Yeah, it is a hundred percent your fault. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving in the morning like that. Like that. I'm gonna go out there. I'm. I'm Man, Jamaica, <laughs> here I come. They'll tell me I'm on vacation, so I'm feeling very nice right now. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mute my uh, mic. What are we supposed to be doing again? I'm muting <laughs> Deborah's mic for some reason. Right. Well, are we supposed? She has this. She has the sneeze. We're hiding her sneeze. Undercover sneeze. Undercover sneeze. Yeah. So we're talking about Gravedigger Six Feet Under, and I was trying to get to this thing about why I'm glad Aaron's here and I'm glad Cobweb's here to have this conversation because for me, 
And I'm not saying that not everybody does this, but I mean the different aspects of my family, the different cultures that are in my family, and um, especially in America, we have a whole bunch of different cultures coming together and all that. But depending on like when I was growing up and where I was living and when I was even younger, where I was getting babysat at is the music that I listened to. And I was never one of these where I, I was never a whole album type of person. If I caught a vibe off of a song and then another song here, another song there, and then being, you know, a, a child of the the 80s, early 70s, 80s, and then somewhat grown in the 90s, everything was on a mixtape. So I had that one song I liked here on a tape, this other song I liked over here on another tape, and people talking about, oh, my Spotify list, my Spotify list, whatever. It would go from, you know, you, you'd get sucker MCs and then you'd get jam on it and then you would get Emilio Navarra and then you would get Metallica this is all on a cassette tape where I didn't even put tape up on the to cover the little holes on the top you just get the paper you chew up some paper and get it all spit filled and ballast and you shove it into the little corners of the tape so you can record over your shit oh man you taking it back bro you taking it back yeah, yeah I used to do that junk dude I remember, I remember I did that. I used to date a girl back in high school just because she had like a dual cassette tape recorder. <laughs> and I never, I didn't have one. Oh, thanks, baby. Hey, right, hey, look, all dude, you ladies out there, now you, now you know. Let me tell you, you let me tell you something. I was burning tapes all week at her career. And she was trying to get me to play too. And I was just like, I just need to make this copy of this, this play, uh, uh, Father Leader album right quick. Cause this dude, cause they people was, <laughs> cause they was buying them off me. You know what I'm saying? So I was making uh, copies and selling this junk in high school. So I know what you're talking about, Josh. This is. Oh, I just don't want you to think that, that you know. I mean, with my musical history and all that, it's just to to coin not the coin, but to steal the phrase that they use now. I'd catch a vibe on something on a, on you know a song that I'm listening to or whatever, and it would my my playlist was completely all over the place. And it just, I don't know how many times I've i have heard songs and it's like, oh, that's the name of that song. Just because I didn't write it down in the, the notes or I lost the notes or there wasn't enough room on the sticker on the tape to write. But that, I mean, I played the shit out of that tape. Yeah. yeah. You yeah know? That's, just, that, that's just that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mixtape era. The with, beginner. With, with this album, I didn't realize it was Gravediggers. I'll admit to it. I, I didn't want to talk about music because I fucked up and had a mental fart lapse the other day and got Kumo D and um, <laughs> what's it called? Big Daddy Kane mixed oh, yeah. up. Man, he did it for Jay any Heist. dude. He embarrassed no me way. so bad, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> it was so bad, bro. Cop, how bad was it? It was bad, dude. It, that's what I was oh, talking no. about. That's what when it like that. That was the situation that Jay Nice was trying to prevent me having when we used to go over to Dion crib. That's what I told you. You don't, don't let me to say nothing. <laughs> you go mess it up for everybody. Do you know how long I've been waiting to say on a podcast, let alone my podcast, our podcast? You know, I remember back in the day playing Wild Wild West on the piano in the band hall in seventh grade at Jefferson Davis right. Middle School. Oh, yeah. You know, and everybody's like, oh, because I got dun, 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 and I'm trying to fit, trying to mix something in there into a podcast, and then it's like, oh yeah, on the Wild Wild West, and it's like, fuck, we're not talking about Wild Wild West. 
Yeah. <laughs> we can always talk about Wild Wild West. I mean, no, no, no. We no. See, this is how it starts. But this is how this starts. and Big Daddy no. Kane are two names that you don't want to oh, get confused. No, and no, I fucked, that's, I fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. It happens sometimes. <laughs> it was cool, Mo D, bro. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Just don't do it again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Big okay, Daddy Kane. Okay. <laughs> but but pulling it back, doing a callback, getting back to, to Gravedigger yeah. six foot deep. Um I don't know for one eight hundred suicide. Again, that one. That one being the most popular track off there. That that, you know, like I said, I wasn't shocked yeah, the devil was... didn't hear. Um I forgot about the damn song. What was that? Two you cups know, of blood? We... What? I think that was on there too. Two cups of blood or something like that. Where we leave off, we we hit the first song. Then we just went right. Right. See, right. Yeah. But let me just let me say this part. Let me say this part, and I'll get out the way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, in in my day to day life, long before we even talked about this, for whatever reason, I'll be at work or whatever. Bitty 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 bye bye bitty bye bye, and that's, you know, off the song. And I was just trying to point out that I was in shock that Deborah had never heard the song. All right, we'll go back. Back to constant. We were in constant elevation. <laughs> and there's a damn YouTube ad <laughs> for Hero Wars. Every time. Every oh. time. Oh, we get to hear this it? This podcast not, not brought to you by Hero Wars. Oh. Four figures appear through the fog. Yeah, grave diggers cut like swords. Now, contrary to popular belief, you can't just say, oh, well, we only played three seconds. We can't get the content strike. You can still get the content strike, but we have to we have to clearly be discussing this and we have to tear into it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I know all the rules on that, but I'm glad we are listening to it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That, the part kind of where you started to leave off, again, that goes back to what I was saying, the styles and, and you know, not to take anything away from ODB by any means, but he was kind of that guy that had that kind of all over the place style. You know what I mean? But there's p- parts on here where it's just like those guys get off and, and, and it's awesome. I mean, I, I love when, and, and again, these guys in that time frame, nobody else was getting away with that, like getting that wild on the mic and, and, you know, just making those noises and making it sound good and fit the beat. Like that's, that's uh, pretty incredible for those guys to pull that off. I don't know if this is going to start some shit, but do you think, uh, and I'm not saying with us, but I mean anybody else listening to this horror movie podcast that we're not trying to pretend we're aficionados or anything like that or, or, or scholar, road scholars of this, but um, Onyx, do you think Onyx pulled a lot from, from Gravediggers? So you want to talk about cinematic? I, I mean, I, those guys were always that direction too. You know what I mean? Like that's, man, I, that's I, a good, talk, good I'm, point. I'm talking like the flow, Wait. the enunciation, the the staccato I, I, version of. I, I think yeah. I understand. I think you guys, what this is is see, this is the tricky part right here because we're getting into. This is another part when hip hop was starting to branch out again to different genres. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And started taking over, like seeing like what other people, uh, other genres was doing and stuff like that, the hard, heavy metal, which Run DMC started, you know, and they yeah. just kept, and they King just kept, rock. yeah, and came back with it. 
this is real. So this is, is real, that, dude. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So that part that we just listened to when he was like, ah, ah, like, is that any different than, ah, ah, like a dungeon dragon? You know what I mean? Like, you start seeing those similarities through different MCs and through different styles, but they all have that kind of, it's all that kind of wild style, like, just, you know, taking phrases and really pushing them further and jumping on and off the beat. Um, that That's its, its own style in itself, you know? Yep. What we got all next, right. Josh? I was gonna say I'll fall back now. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. To hide. That's a good one. And there's a damn YouTube. They're all good ones. There's no skippers on this. This was a single. In my opinion. They released this as a single. Dude, that primatine missed. Hold on, let me let me. That line right there was pretty dope. That was pretty hard. That's pretty hard. (laughs) That was dope. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing with RZA, with Prince Paul taking over the production. This allowed RZA to be an MC, and he doesn't always get that opportunity, especially with Wu. You know what I mean? He's got so much else on his plate. He's worried about this and that and whatever the beat. And you know, granted, Three Six Chambers, he's got some dope lines. But this was all he had to worry about. Now, he did, you know, help on production or whatever, but it wasn't his main thing. So I think this is one vocally where he stands out more because he had the opportunity to do so. Yeah, he was. He, he did. He did. He was a, he was the standout person on this group, for real. I mean, because he at that time, man, it's just, man, you got the, man, See, you really, man, that was this. When you look back at it, you know, Hip hop is beautiful. What we got next? I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad the two of y'all are here to do that, because <laughs> one, I'm just sitting here thinking about look at these three bald heads just rocking <laughs> the music, and then four, you know, I feel the heat generating from Deborah back there waiting for some kind of shit to talk, but she's you know. I'm not. I'm just sitting here listening to the three of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had heard of Grave Diggers. I just never had heard. And I don't know, maybe I had heard their music before, I just didn't remember. But when I when Josh let me hear it, I mean, I did like it. I don't have anything. But I only heard it that one time the mm. other day. Mm. All right, next up, Two Cups of Blood. Hey, you're a weeper. Those kids out there seem mad thirsty. You got something for them to drink? Yo, we could wet up two cups of blood. On to the left. All right, Dick. On, on to, to the head. Rizzo, 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 dead. That was so fucking hard. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is one of my favorite songs on the whole album. Yep. It's less, it's less than a minute and a half long. Yeah. Oh, and, dude. Again, back to production, and I hate to keep bringing this back, but what a simple beat, but also still with 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 very little elements. And most of this album is super layered. There's tons of stuff going on. And I love that, but for this this particular song, it's very simple beat, but it still holds that like doom and gloom. Like he, Prince Paul did this whole whole thing where just like the whole vibe is always the same no matter what sounds he introduces. And so he keeps it dark, but so simple. And then, listen, we've heard enough hip hop. How many times do you hear that backspin? And it's like, okay, here we go again. 
But here he places it so perfectly. I mean, it's it's immaculate. It's it's part of the song. You know what I'm saying? He took that, yeah. and, and then with them going back and forth like that, that was just so hot. You know what I'm saying? Because that's exactly. that's that, that gives you that. Because at that time, that's what hip hop was just really getting in flow. And you know, you had your ciphers going back and forth and everything else like that. Man, it was yeah, grave diggers. What we got next? Yeah. Hold on, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get us a better playlist that would not to run into all these damn ads. I, I got uh, yeah. Why are you doing that? So next up is Blood Brothers. Love Brothers. Which I know you're queuing up. I yeah, think I remember you know, that one. Hits, you know, yeah, yeah. Again, there's a bunch of really good lines on that one as well. All right, two cups of blood, then Blood Brothers. Yep. It is written, man. Of it all men are brothers. This is a good track. This is a good beat right here. Because blood is thicker than water. A and life. From the misty ground. From the unknown. The shadows. So it's yeah, yeah. Nineteen seconds, nineteen seconds until an MC comes up. Right. That was that was that was a nice slow burn. (laughs) I just I just want to point out now that the like intro intros and skits and all that being individual tracks now stuff goes straight into it because the attention span of people. Yes. Is so, three to five seconds. Go ahead. Josh, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I'm going to come back to that later. So just put a pin in that one because it's going to be important to the variety of this album later on. No, okay. Cool, cool. Well, what do you want to say, Cobb, about Blood, Blood Brothers? I like that song. That was, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. I like that one too. I should be writing down like a, um these these down, these scores. All right. The individual give it a grade at the end. Yeah, I'll give it a grade at the end. That's what I was supposed to be doing. How what's okay, wait, where are we at right quick? Give us back give me the back first. We got the what have we done? The intro so, was just one, when you thought it was over. Yep. First song is constant elevation. Third song is nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Okay. Defective trip, tripping. Oh, that's another one that we didn't really, we kind of skimmed over that one. We skipped it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, the yeah, storytelling on... in that one, the storytelling in that one's so good. They was on some shit, up. right? Yeah. Here it's, it's wild. The, the way that's put together is 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 pretty wild. But and, and that's what it's meant to be. Like, they nail it every time. Is that the one when they was in court? <laughs> no. We're Diary of a Madman. I got a lot of say when we get there. Oh, okay. Here it is, right here. Your money, your money, I, I bet. So check this, this motherfucking hypothermic shit out, boy. This shit is from the motherfucking malted fucking rocks broken down. Nineteen seconds in, still in the skit. The whole track's five, five oh three. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Track's about to start. All of that. All the layers. Listen to all the layers in there. That sample. Oh yeah, that sample. Yep. See that, that that's one of those head nod beats. The you throw the whole thing in the background and just let it loop, and it it won't. won't I mean, with the exception of the intro, then the skit. I mean, that wouldn't get old. Hey, can you? Uh, man, I, I wish I would have written down times, but. 
I think it's the second verse on that. Um, and it's it's pretty impressive. Just again, because of the storytelling elements, like they all. They all what? Oh, I just seen where you're at on that song, Josh. Um, it was a breakdown. Yeah, I think it's the before this or after it. I don't know. Let me hear the the verse coming in here. Uh, I think it's the verse before. My bad, Josh. I should have had times written down for you, man. Man, this one, this one, this verse. All right, before before we get completely shut down. (laughs) That's all y'all, that's the most y'all gonna get tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, that almost was the Patreon exclusive, okay? Just letting you know. Just letting you know. Yeah. All right. Again, that's just wild. Right, we gotta keep it commercial. We gotta keep it commercial now a little bit. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Which one? All right. Back forward into, I think this is a skit, 360 questions. No, we're skipping a skit. Skip the skits. Yeah, it it is, but it's, but. Hey, I, the only thing I want to say is one of the questions is they ask, they go, Riza, how many uh, bites did it take to chew off your arm? Which that, that song doesn't come up till one, two, three, four, like five songs later. So I think I think that's interesting that they put that in there. And At then it's point. like, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, what are they talking about? Unless you've already heard the album. But first time through, you're like, what? What is going on? Yes. Off that album, yeah, and that and and it and it hit. And we're, I think we're definitely that was, getting I think shut that's down good for choice because we've said suicide more than once during the whole pod. <laughs> can't can't talk about real life stuff because in SS, you know, you know, no, we can't even say that. God damn it, what can we say? One eight hundred. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me change that right now. <laughs> Is this gonna be called? Yeah. When we when we started the when we started the pod earlier, Aaron's like, "Hey, how are the numbers doing?" You're gonna see this dramatic, like ninety five degree angle drop. That's just because I'm on here, though. That's that's not. No, not because we're not because we're getting shadow banned. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Well, well wait, wait, handle it, handle it. Well, this is a fine time right now, you know, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to say thank you guys for for tuning into Cast of the Pot. And if you guys ever get a chance to uh, see uh, Aaron out here doing some dates, um, here's a little uh, commercial for you. Aaron, take it away. Yeah, uh, I am basically going on tour, tattooing all over the U.S. So I would love to see all of y'all out there, especially if you're getting work or just swing by. So we go to all these conventions and they're always three day, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, we fly in on a Thursday, set up, tattoo all weekend, fly out. So um, it's, a, it's a cool cool thing. Let me throw out the dates real quick. Uh, February 19th, I'm going to be in Temecula, California. March 1st through the 3rd in Biloxi, Mississippi. First time I'm going there, so that's exciting. 
March 22nd through the 24th in Chi-Town in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's what's my, up. My guy over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. April, <laughs> April 12th through the 14th in Des Moines, Iowa. June 7th through the night in Fort Worth, Texas. We're going we're gonna to try to drive up there. I know I know. So, um, um, cookbooks anxious yeah, to, to meet up with you up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to come back to that. We'll talk about that in a minute. June 28th to the 30th, Ontario, California. July 19th through the 21st in Ventura, California. October 11th through the 13th in Wheeling, West Virginia. And then October 18th through the 20th in Nashville, Tennessee. So if you guys are out and about and you want to swing through, man, I'd, I'd love to chop it up or, you know, put some dope ink on you. That'd be that'd be super tight. But uh, yeah, so Josh, you'll appreciate this because Texas is its own damn country. It's so damn yeah. big. Uh, so I used to do... Uh, one of them in El Paso, which is dope. And and my guy Mike down there puts on a, a great show. Uh, Star City is the name of it. And it's it's a really good show. I couldn't make the dates work this year, um, but we went there years and years. Um, but I'd always hit up my Texas people like, yo, I'm going to be in Texas. And they go, oh, where? El Paso. And they're like, you know, everybody's like, that's an eight-hour drive. That's a 10-hour drive. That's a... <laughs> Well, you're in Texas. Just just drive down. Like I gotta drive 16 hours round trip to you know go see you get tattooed. Just wait till you come up here. So I'm trying to get closer to y'all. So well, Fort Worth seems to be a good one. Fort Worth is six hours from here. So it's worth it, bro. It's worth. It. That's too far. That's a that's an overnight stay. This is bro, pretty I'm much. It is closer for Cobweb to leave Illinois and drive to Fort Worth than it is for me to leave here to go to Fort Worth. Crying out loud. What the fuck? Uh, this is ridiculous. Don't walk away. Yeah. But hold on. Since we did discuss Texas, it, it is the law. Are you ready? What? Let's go play it. Oh, Texas, oh, Texas, oh, hail the mighty oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm down with that. Hey, hey when we used to have El Paso one, uh, that's a 13 hour drive. We used to always drive because it's always easier when we can drive because we want to take all of our stuff on the planes because it's yeah. such such a pain in the ass when you're traveling for tattooing and you have to take all your gear. So we used to make that drive and that's, we just like that. We used to do Denver and that's 17 hours, but just get in the zone, put on, put on a little cast of the pod, just drive on through, baby. It's no big there deal. You, you know what I mean? That's yeah, what's remember up. Remember the last that's time we went to El Paso? Appreciate yeah. that, Aaron, man. I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Hey, hey, those dates, man. Those, that's for me. We're going to hit you. Are we're going to hook up in March. Already? No, I'm yeah, just wanted to just go, make sure go. that we get this, this, this commercial brought to you by Aaron the Foreman. Jeez, but, gosh, yeah. Yeah, we're glad we're glad that you had had you on here and all that. Have a good evening. Thanks for being part of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We just I just <laughs> want to make sure that you know what I'm saying because this show could get real yeah. crazy. I want to make sure that everybody get this information oh, yeah. before they say what the fuck is you know because we go off the rails. So yeah, you know, and last like, time when I was on, I had some stuff to promote. And I completely forgot about. It. I was like, after we were done, I was like, damn it, I should have told them this, this, and this. Oh, and speaking of, let me, real quick, part two of the commercial. Uh, we got, even if you don't come get tattooed, uh, I got a dope-ass T-shirt, which I know both of you guys are going to really appreciate because the design is 
right up your alley. You're gonna dig it. Three, three X. Um, prints. I got like uh, you know paintings I've done. I sell prints. Uh, I give out free stickers, man. I, I got all kinds of swag. So you come see me. I'm gonna hook you up with something. You know what I mean? Nice. Well, we need the social oh, medias also. Yeah. Oh, at at art by Aaron W is is my personal one. And then when I go on tour with everybody, uh, it's every it's usually everybody from my shop, and then I have a couple other people that uh, come with us too. So sometimes we mob into these, like a normal booth is uh, two artists. And right. some of these, we have like three booths. We're, we're coming like six six artists deep or whatever. Um, so my shop that uh, I own and work at is at Pretty in Ink Bakersfield. So check those two out. Give me a follow. I'll follow you back. Appreciate it. Good stuff. That's what's up. That's what's up. M- much respect due. All right. Appreciate um, it. Next song, please, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have all. Yeah, we're still going. We're still going. I mean, that was the commercial. Now we go back to the show. You know, now we're back. Now we're now back. back to the show. Now back to the show. I mean, he, he literally said show. he wanted to do Diary of a Madman. He had something planned for it and all that. And you're like, oh, all not right, there thanks, yet. Please, we got past the shovel, bro. <laughs> past the shovel. Number nine. He's on vacation. I don't have it on this on Spotify on the album. Oh, for real? That's interesting. What you, wow. what you what you Wait, what else? How many tracks are you looking at then? And this this is on their official sixteen tracks. This is on their official Spotify account. Uh, oh, I'm I wonder if they had some issues with uh samples or something. You know that's that's Prince Paul's whole issue, right? Is everything say he comes up with the dopest samples, but back then you didn't you didn't say nothing. Now, you know, he's had some issues. Well that's why part of the reason it took Dela so you know, besides Tommy Boy being a little bit, you know hard to work with, let's say that, trying to get their albums online was that who are they paying, how much are they paying, all that stuff. So I don't, I, I'm looking at the playlist here and I'm I, number nine past the shovel. I wonder if that was, or I will say this too now, and I don't know if this, the one that I'm looking at is just off a of, of Google, but um, they did put out uh, a different version with bonus tracks in the UK. So I don't know if that might be one of them or uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I, that I was definitely. Find, I can't. I can't find. That on, sounds like um, some Tommy Boy stuff. There was notorious I, for I that. I can't find it on Six Foot Deep, but I do see it on the UK version of. I That's can't say the word good. Immortus, but you know. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Grave Diggers were also known by another name when when they were over at the UK, and I don't know if that was something. Is, None, none of the interviews they ever talk about it, but yeah, they had a uh, pretty serious name that they also went by, which yes, I also cannot say. The play on the word is rigor mortis, like what, the, yes. what your body goes into after it dies and tenses up and gets hard and all that, which in movies, it lasts forever in a day, but in real life, it, it's a couple of hours span that you can get past. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get that. <laughs> we're going to call that yeah too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna play that yeah. next next song, please. Uh, what do we got? This yeah. is going good. We can, we can play the we can play the song past the shovel. Oh. Which yeah, is we just, which is on oh, that oh, the other name of the group, Cobb. Oh, okay. It went under another another name, which was not awesome. Okay. Yes. Let's do past the shovel. All right.
My reputation is known for bloody objects. The gatekeeper prevails. I'm harder as the lyrics on the holy grail. Where's that sample from? The doom, 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 doom. It, it's right. It's right are we, there. Are we, we sample snitching? Are we? I wasn't sure. No, we're not doing that oh, tonight. Yeah. We're not doing that. And you, right. <laughs> God, I was going to mention really? some stuff earlier, Prince, and I, yeah, I literally Prince stopped Paul, myself because you, I don't... Yeah. We just talked about how bad Prince Paul was. You, you want, you're going to mess around. Prince Paul yeah. ain't going <laughs> to do shit. <laughs> not a very big guy, by the way. He's a little guy. Dude, what the fuck? Bro! <laughs> Josh's getting feisty, bro. Man, dude! <laughs> Hey, see what I'm saying? This what I, this is same shit he did with you with Jay Knight. You see what I'm saying? You see, you see what I'm saying? This is, no, this is not the same thing as, as uh, Kumo D and Big Daddy King getting confused. Dude, you just said Prince Paul. The, the, the fuck, Josh? I'm just saying he ain't gonna do shit about this uh-huh. right here. I'm not saying anything else in the world or anything like that. He's not gonna get mad that we're talking about his stuff. Okay. Yeah, should be happy. He'll be all yeah. right. But, he's all right, he's got much bigger and better things to worry about than our little podcast. Not if he's listening to us all the time. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a regular. Isn't he, isn't he on the Patreon? I heard he was on the Patreon. I, I, I heard something, allegedly. I was going to send this. I was going to send a link into the show to him. Oh, thanks a lot now, well, Josh. I'm definitely doing that. Well, and then he's <laughs> going to appreciate us keeping it real. Okay. He's that kind of dude. Yeah, you're right. And, and you're right. Yeah. Send, you're going to get an email already. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to meet. We get a cease and desist. That's what the hell we're going to get. You'll get a letter in the goddamn mail. From, you can go with uh-huh. this. You can go with that. Ding, 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 ding. We'll talk about it off pod since Cobweb doesn't He probably played it. He probably played it. Remember, I got the riff. I got the riff. around the time this is around the time where prince paul started actually messing around with um live instruments too so some of the stuff he just played yeah yeah and we'll get to a song where where they all play the instruments that's coming up so number 10 diary of a madman which is my favorite track on the whole album because again to your point josh what we're talking about earlier this is the most cinematic like it you can see this movie happening you can see this courtroom you can see you know what i mean like that's is so well done. And what's I'll, crazy... Go ahead, Josh, sorry. No, no, go, because I don't know okay. if that's what you're about to say. What's crazy about this is that they didn't come up with this concept. It sounds like everything's so dope together. Prince Paul in the interview was talking about how, yo, they didn't come up with this concept. These dudes all wrote these separately, recorded them, and then Prince Paul went in after and added all the courtroom stuff and tied it all together. And he's a freaking genius, bro. This it sounds, was going to be. This was like going to be my my way to to pull back into saying what I said about Prince Paul because I saw two yeah. different documentaries, like a fifteen minute one and a six minute one, where they were talking uh-huh. about how it wasn't tied together. They didn't know, and it was it was his brain that tied everything together yeah. and brought it all all together into a story. Yeah, just I, I, like he saw all these guys coming together, he saw the pieces and put them together for this song. Same like, thing RZA amazing. did with Wu Tang, same exact yep. same blueprint. And right after this, so again, what was the next album? Triumph. Jesus Christ! He took everything he learned from Paul like a sponge. <laughs> I said, I got top production yep. dollars from corporations, so I would make something even hotter. Shit! So if we're gonna talk about it, let's hear it real quick. <laughs> Order in the court. 
this intro is so it's 45 seconds before anybody wraps 45 seconds yep before this court passes judgment is that prince paul please rise and talking the bench. oh i don't know who did the talking that's interesting the judge is my uncle he'll take the insanity plea oh yeah don't forget my here we can jump up a little bit these so-called spirits made you into these raving madmen be a witness as i exercise my exorcism the evil that lurks within the sin the terrorism the evil spirits blesses from the dead i come forth with grave diggers in a head full of dread i've been examined ever since i was semen they took the sonogram and seen the image of a demon whoa ever since i was bro. a demon hey that every verse on this is so dope it, i don't know if you want to get to riz's verse but it is bonkers <laughs> it is so good but see, but see again he paints the picture it's so so perfect let me be honest with you because this was a shocker again it's a shock rap okay black people didn't talk like that we don't talk about shit like that <laughs> that's what we're going through in life okay no nah, <laughs> motherfucker you you talking about some shit like that your auntie should have said something a long time ago and got that baby some water okay yeah. <laughs> all right and you know what i'm talking about right. i'm just saying yeah yep. i'm just saying you're right ever since that long talking about being in the navy man what yeah, okay. That's how long? That means where he came from, where he was even more evil. Jeez. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right, I guess we're jumping up to, to Mommy. What is a grave digger? What's a grave digger? If it'll play, Spotify's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Rakim. Prince Rakim. Yep. Wasn't the RZA yet. As your soul enters the next stage. Wow. Reality becomes obsolete. You have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Walking in the shadows, you realize that life is nothing. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That was, again, this is, he's just coming off that. Everything kind of fell apart. He hasn't put Wu together completely yet. Like they're, yeah. they're doing stuff. And yeah. before between the time that they recorded this and it came out, uh, Protect Your Neck was out, but not they weren't signed. Remember, they they kind of put it underground. They released it basically kind of on their own, almost in, independent style before that was a thing. And so they were just starting getting going when all this was happening. So see, this and is he what became happened. the RZA during this time. See, this is what happened. Okay, they couldn't get a, probably a, a deal for this dog on Apple. They were probably oh, shopping I, it. They were shopping it, and nobody would pick it, it up. Here. Right? And That's then what exactly happened? What happened? Then what happened? They got the buzz off of Wu Tang, and they wanted anything to do with Wu Tang. Everybody wanted something to do with Wu Tang. You got a Wu Tang album, a Wu Tang member? Give it to me. Give it to me. And they took it and cashed it in. And that's what that's. Yeah, they almost gave up on this album because Paul Paul ran it for a year. He shopped it all. He he he. Went to Tommy Boy. He, he, you know, he went to everybody. Basically, he he tells this great story about how um, at the point after about I don't know eight months or whatever in that in that year period, uh, Easy E gets a hold of him and goes, "Hey man, I, I like this. I wanna I wanna sign this." So they meet. He goes and meets with these, and they they've they've you know, known each other, whatever. And he goes to meet with Easy and goes, "Yeah, I, I like this. Uh, we want to sign you guys. We'll put it out. Blah blah." Jerry Heller's gonna. Uh, right up the contract. So the contract was so bad, so oh, bad. Paul said, 
nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, would rather have no, I would rather have nothing than what you want to give me. <laughs> that, that, Unreal, that, broke up, that broke up my crew? <laughs> oh, so, man. So, so, so think about it. If there's any youngsters listening right now that don't understand how before, I mean, this is basically, I mean, it's early 90s, but this pre-internet, really. I yeah. mean, there was internet, but it wasn't what the internet is now. And, yeah. The, yeah. and the option of being an independent rapper didn't is, exist. An independent artist. It wasn't you know, a thing. It's kind of like, and there, there's a wrestling background w- with um, Aaron and I, but um, it's kind of like it, it, with indie wrestlers. If you weren't somewhere where you were going to catch somebody's eye, you weren't ever going to be shit. Unless you were yep. related to somebody or you had some kind of connect and all that. Yep. And now yep. with the with the the power of YouTube and social media and TikTok and, and everything like that, you could you could be somewhere not connected whatsoever and you can still be seen and brought further up and have your own audience that that you know Yeah, because back like that didn't exist. Yeah, because back then you the major thing that you needed these record labels for was for your production to get your name out, to do the work for you and stuff like the, the distribution and everything else like that, you know? Yep. And that's what and I'm telling you is it's going right back. At, at some point, these artists are going to wake up and say, they're going to start forming conglomerates together and saying, you know what? If you want to stream any of our music, you're going to pay us top dollar. Okay. All those clicks that need to get together. Everyone. I like all them dirty yep. South jokers, TI and all them need together. All them fools out on the West Coast, they need to get together. Seriously, they need to start that that groups, those factions yeah. need to get together. It's just like, you know, you got to really think about it. You know, you got to start charging top dollar for yourself because at some point, it's all going to go back to vinyls and tapes or CDs or something because they're not going to be, they're Sorry, not making that way. They're not making any money. Cobb, I, I don't know how, like, um, you know, what your sphere of, of the music world is or whatever, like what kind of stuff you listen to. I know obviously hip hop, we, we've talked a lot about that, but uh, in the hardcore scene right now, there's a lot of bands that are putting out tapes again. And it's like a, you know, like a cool little thing to have, you know what I mean? Um, but the, of course, and of course the vinyl has been popping off, you know, the last, you know, five, six, seven years, whatever. But um, yeah, you're starting to see that go back to some of those things as collector items because they have control over, you know, and especially, and, you know, we can get into the music industry. We could talk for hours, but, you know, when the streaming came along and they trying to figure out how to make money, you know, the artists are, you can play a bazillion streams and they're getting pennies. You know what I mean? And, and that's now, exactly what uh, Jay nice said last episode that he'll sell 300 vinyl and make more than he'd make off of a million and a half streams. Yes. But now, too, the other thing, these dirty record companies, which, again, we can get into this, but uh, the, the 360 deals. So it used to be that, you know, they did all those things that Cobb was talking about, you know, your distribution, which was huge. You know, your record, they'd, they'd front the money for the recording, which is just a loan. You got to pay that shit back. You know what I mean? Um, all of that With stuff. Interest. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff they took care of so you could do this. So, you know, before you could record on your laptop and you had to go into a studio and you had to do these things. Um, they took care of that stuff, okay? And then they got the money from the record sales. Well, you know, they they would pay to put you on tour. You paid that back. But whatever money you made on tour, your uh, merch sales, if they didn't front it, a lot of times you were making all of that money back. There's a lot more opportunity for you to make money. 
Now these 360 deals, these companies are taking chunks of all of that. Oh, you sold this many shirts? That much of it is ours. Oh, you sold this many tickets at the venue? Oh, that much is ours. It's just being an artist has never been easy, but it's it's not getting any easier, that's for sure. Except for now you can do it without them, which that part is easier and is much better. You know, sure. you can be somebody that just, you know, is not signed and you can still have a bazillion followers on YouTube and that can go into, you know, you and I can, I can record a song right now, the three of us could record a song right now, put it up, go through, uh, you know, a distribution company online, get it on Spotify, get it on Apple Music and, and we'd be off and running. And we don't need anybody, you know what I mean? What you, you trying know, to start a group right now? I, I get some beats. Yeah, I, I get some beats from Jay, and, and we good. Done, done, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Oh man! All right, see, mm -hmm. see, that's why our face is oh. catching on. They did the exact so, same thing. With, with that being oh. said, I have get back on point. No, I mean getting back into the whole shock of, of what Gravediggers is and all that. I have a a not a callback, but a a boomerang call forward side not only is it going to be shocking but it also goes back into the the conversation of what independent is and all that and you have been warned and mostly i'm doing this just to get a kick out of deb because she's already laughing because she can see it on my screen oh, oh. On, on what i'm bringing i'm, up. I'm just gonna i'm just sitting back Proceed, please. He's on vacation over here. I'm on vacation mode. You're on vacation. One, Cobweb's going to say, that's not rap. Two, he's going to tell me it's WPS. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Both of those I, are I, probably I, I, true. Both of those are probably true. No, they are. They, they, they most, most definitely are. But the simple fact that this... Okay, with that being said, that is the biggest song in the country right now. Honestly, That's tell the truth. Facts with, huh? you, actually, when you listen to him, what he was saying in his rhymes was actually very true. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna front. I mean, some of the You've stuff. You heard the song already? No, I just heard. I was listening to what he was saying. That's what he heard right now. Yeah, what he was oh, saying. Man. I mean, his 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 bars are truthful because every person's not like that. You know, there you go again with that. They go again with that fucking shit, trying to, you know, always seg segregate us and stuff like that from each other. You know, so now no, everybody's not like that. Say, Play it I again. We, when 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 somebody else brought him up. In, in who was the it? lounge a while back. Just for people that are listening, who, who was it? Who was it's that? It's Tom McDonald with Ben Shapiro. Right. And Ben Shapiro, Lord, is nowhere close to anything being rap-related whatsoever. He's a, a conservative um, figurehead, one of these YouTube people. And and Tom McDonald is an ex-wrestler, um, independent rapper, which, I mean, Tech 9 used to hold the biggest independent rapper in the world title right and i don't know if mcdonald beat him at I, it. no i, I, I mean think so. i mean if you're looking over the span of his career there's not even no and and well i don't i don't, I don't know i don't know none of these people i don't know not one of them people all i heard was i heard what he was saying a little <laughs> bit 
and the song, and I was like, the beat was whack, first of all. I ain't gonna front. I ain't like that white people shit. Okay, I can tell that. <laughs> Second, okay. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. Right. And then, I mean, you know, his voice was kind of like, okay, he trying hard, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, okay, he barring up, you know, a little bit, you know, I like, but ain't nobody really trying to hear that shit that he was talking, you know? You know, but... Are you a fan of his? Yes and Your no. Your Texas will probably... No. <laughs> yeah, yes and no. I, I am very... I am I am middle ground. De- Deborah's a little further right than I am. And... and and, But... I mean... But we're in a world where you're either like super far left or super far right. And we're kind of in the middle and just... Which yeah. is, which is yeah. not considered... If you're on, if if you if you're a person on the right, our middle is considered left. If you're a person on the left, our middle is considered right. So that yeah, I mean, and, just yeah, and, yeah. No, and I, I'm I'm same in the in the sense that I feel like I'm pretty much in the middle, but I feel like he gets pretty far in one direction sometimes. It's it's, yes. it's hard for me to listen to, to be honest. You know what I mean? And I don't think you know it's just not my cup of tea. But excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Webb, <laughs> Mr. Webb, would you like to speak, sir? Uh, the podium is next, yours, sir. Next, next song, please. We're here talking about <laughs> Grave Diggers. I've been trying to get through this album all night with y'all. God damn it. When do we ever stay on track? No, 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 no. When do we ever stay hold on, on track? Hold on, hold on. I want to point out. Hey. Go ahead. I, I want to point out my pure genius and my timing. How yes, I've been that's holding exactly what I was back. Say. And I was waiting for the white people shit beat. And that's too heavy and all that to bring up the next track, which happens to be "Bang Your Head." I yes. A, I can't get out. I can't get out. This one. I can't get out. Wait a, Are you ready? Ah. I never liked this song. Get out of here! Bang your head. That's some white people shit. I'm serious. Black people don't bang their heads. Well, uh, they do. Have you ever heard of this? <laughs> oh, that's why we had Onyx, right? I forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, right. Has that, has that Onyx feel to yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, didn't, I wasn't a big uh, Onyx. Have you, of, have you ever heard of Living Color? You ever hear of that band? Yeah. You ever heard of the Bad Brain? You know, I saw them. In, I saw them live too. Living Color. You know, you can't help me right now, dude. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear all that. I'm on vacation. Now, in, in my opinion, uh, in my yes. opinion, one eight hundred suicide. Bang your head, and here come the Drake. Gave here come the grave diggers. Are the three songs that even if you're not a fan of them, that you had to have heard these songs somewhere along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're I, out I, there for sure. The only thing, so I, at the shop one time, I, I put on Grave Diggers. I, I, oftentimes, if, if I'm wearing a shirt into the shop, I'm like, this is what we're listening to t- today. You know what I mean? Like, but I put that on, and one of my uh, artists, because at the end of this, they just simply repeat, bang your head like a bazillion times. And so, like, <laughs> my, and she had never heard the younger, you know, younger artist. And she, uh, she's like, yeah, I guess, I guess they want you to bang your head, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That that was a throw in. I, I I think that was a throw in. Oh, that was just some. I don't know, because it was appealing See, to that audience. I, I guess. 
I don't know. But that shows you how how smart they were. They were trying to cross over there. True that. You, you can cross over and not sell out. You can you can you can have you there more people. Okay. There's a whole bunch of gatekeepers. No pun intended for the gatekeeper. There's a whole bunch of gatekeepers where you can only like this kind of music and this is all you like. If you like this, then you can't like that or whatever. And that's bullshit. And right. this just shows as artists, as producers, as musicians and all that, they could do something else. And if you listen to it, it has a, I'm trying to find a nice way to say it, um, a rap group's version of rock. And then there's tons of, there's tons of rap group, uh, tons of rock groups that did their version of rap. And it's, it's pretty whack, you know, but then at the same time, go into like biohazard. I fucking love biohazard. Yes. Okay. And, and, uh, Josh, let me bang your head. Actually brings mm-hmm. down the credibility of the album. <laughs> oh, that hurts my heart. Oh. It does. Uh, but, okay. Uh, uh, it does. It does. What about the verses? <laughs> like, because, because, because of the instrumentation that they're using, it speeds up the tempo because of that, that changes how they rhyme. Do you, do you see a benefit in that, that part? It's a different style than the other songs. Next song. <laughs> I already told you. Number 13. Here come the grave diggers. Ah, Josh, hit me off. Grave diggers, come on. Gravy, yeah. Uh huh. You don't pull on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. What? You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you can't fuck with me and my men. So check it out. Let's jump into a verse. What do we got, Cobb? Everything about, you know, that was one thing about the Grave Diggers. They was always coming somewhere. You know? They, they always they always coming. <laughs> Here we come. We coming for you with the Grave Diggers. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Look, I was such a fan of this group. I, I know this is crazy. But my first fantasy football team, what, uh, no, this is my second one. Um, my, the, the name of that team was Grave Diggers. I suppose, yes, yes. And that was the team that I took straight. I took them all the way to the championship. I literally liked it because it was my work uh, group. And I used to go around with like tape, you know what I'm saying, and measure them out like I was putting them in a box, you know, before I played them. And I would be like, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you lose to me two times. I'm just, I'm, I'm digging your grave right now. I was such an asshole. This is why I don't play fantasy football anymore. Jim's like was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I can I can we hear the re- laugh. We have a reputation to maintain here, bro. Bro, it was it was it was the beginning of the supervillains. But anyway, come on, next song. No, no. Now now we got to go back into the WPS. What? Why? Yeah, because because. All right. My old juggalo name and in my wrestling world name and all that. Yes. Right. You ready? Cobweb? Tell me what you thought about this song. 
Shit. No, that's not where it came from. It jumped. Same album. Same album. But it jumped. Hold on. Bitch. All that lead up. All that, yeah. Yeah, I know. This is this is good. This is good. What album that is? I no. I have no idea what you're talking about, Josh. Why are you making someone? What? What are you guys doing? Don't be messing around with me, Aaron. Depths. What is he doing? I I know where he's going. You know where he's going, right? How come I ain't there yet? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) WBS, bro. You know why? Stop playing. (laughs) You know why? This song right here. 1994, body count still in the house. They did everything they could do to Look take his us face. out. Look at his I'm going to play this whole, almost the whole song. He'll be okay with it. Trust me, he'll be this, fine. This, this will be our next album reveal. They don't like us and they don't like you, the body count fans. Because they know we stand for three things. Truth, truth, justice, justice, justice and, fuck and the American fuck way. That word justice got me fucked up, though. Do you know who this is, Cowboy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know. I see and everything like that. I never got into body count that much. Oh, okay, okay. WPS. I gotta get to the hook. It's just for my own. It was some. It was some ice WPS. The thing I was thinking, like, it, it was like I knew that ice was like exploiting. Like he was like getting on because he saw like a lot of white people liking his music and shit. So he, he like exploited that. God damn! I missed my hair. Okay. But the problem was that they were actually pretty good. <laughs> that was that the was thing. Problem? Yeah. Well, at first we was like, "What the fuck is Ice T doing?" You know, he's like, "I guess they like that shit." He's selling records. All right, let him do it over there. Just don't bring that shit over here. You know? Let him do it over there. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of regretting this pod today, but then at the same time I'm 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 learning some things. So. Mm-hmm. We learn something new so every day. The point Josh. of this song, Josh, I never told anybody your your name. What? Yeah, what is it, Josh? I, like I said, I never I'm not there yet. What is it? The song's "Born Dead." That was my name. I was literally born three months premature. Three, three months premature. Yes, I am. Out of the, I was pulled out of the baby factory dead. Yep. They they started they restarted my heart and all that. And my brothers used to pick on me, calling me born dead. And it was funny when all this stuff came along, and then there's a song about it. And then people are it's like, oh shit. So he was born dead. So I I, I took it back. I'm taking it back. <laughs> I own it now. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And this was his theme song. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. All right, next song. What do we... All right, Born Dead. <laughs> oh, don't do Graveyard this. Chamber. Is that where we're at? Aaron's like, why yeah. did I agree to do this shit? <laughs> I like Graveyard <laughs> Chamber. I like the beat on Graveyard this Chamber. Is two, this is two hours of what I didn't expect. <laughs> This is exactly how I thought it'd go. <laughs> right, right. I like, I like the beat on this. Was good. Danger, 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 danger,
This one, this one has a lot of the, the, the creative juices, a lot of the, the cinematics, I guess we were calling it earlier, the, the twisting and going into character. Yeah. More than, more than the other ones. Graveyard Chamber. I, I like that. That's, just, that's, that's in my uneducated opinion. That's all. It sounded like a Wu-Tang beat. It sounded like a Wu-Tang cut. Honestly, tell the well, truth. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. And along with that, the name of that, the track. Graveyard Chamber, you know what I mean? Like that's and... again, there's all the building blocks, man. This all ties in. Um, the only thing that I, this is not one of my favorite songs on there, just because it's almost five minutes long. I'm just yeah. not a big, you know what I mean? I'm not a big fan of really long songs, but because of the cinematics, it, it makes it work. But I just think some of their other ones work better. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of the longer songs, and it it the beat hits. It's nice and. It works out, but it's just not. You know what I mean? It's not one of the forerunners, you know. It's it's not as bad as bang your head. Next, <laughs> not as good as. That's what you meant. That's what you meant. Nah. Death trap. Is the next one. What'd you think about this one, Cobweb? Um, it was a good, it was a kind of like an old school swinger beat to it. You know what I'm saying? Had a funk to it. Yeah, it had a little swing to it. Um, it, it was, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't that impressive. I mean, it was kind of like this is the part. You know, some of this stuff kind of like they. I, next, what did you think about it, Aaron? Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, and I think again, the track listing. I think, I think I, I'm always a big believer of how you put your songs together on the album is important. If you're Josh and you're just pulling songs here and there, it doesn't matter. But I think when you look at albums, and again, nowadays, I know I sound like the old guy, but nowadays it's not a big a deal because of singles are more important to a lot of people. Right. It's how the industry is kind of set up now. But at the time, to have an album that you didn't, that you could just listen all the way through and not have skips and and you got your, you know, $15 or whatever worth out of your album. That was a big deal. You know what I mean? And personally, there's no skips for me. Like, I, I like all the songs. However, putting those two back to back would not, I, I don't I don't love that. You know what I mean? They're not as strong as a lot of the other ones. And I think had they moved those around a little bit, it might have sounded better and I'm not second-guessing Prince Paul or the RZA by any means. I don't know shit about nothing. But um, for me personally, um, I just think those back-to-back didn't work as well as they could have in other spots. And I think I, that makes them sound not as strong. I think they could have actually left uh, those last two off. Um, and oh, like another one, because wow. let me tell you something. They had enough songs on this album. They, they, there's like 16 seven. songs on here. You could have dropped. You could have dropped 17. counting the... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you, some of those are yeah. You could have cut some of that off. You could have trimmed some of the fat, and you already had a better Grave Diggers album. But I think well, Prince Paul just emptied the, the vault, just said, "Just take all the shit that we got." Well, because <laughs> hey, Cobb, they they thought it was going to be a one and done. So yeah, yeah you're you're right, buddy. He, it, they were going to be this is the one album. 
it's it was meant to Prince Paul's vision was to get these guys back on and then let them go back and do all their solo stuff. And then it was so successful that, you know, the second one this, ended up happening and then there was a third that was not everybody in the group. This, this but, was going to be the jump off. The, the, yes, the exactly. Exactly. The, one of the things that you were kind of talking about there, Aaron, and, and Deborah's going to be like, don't say the W word again, and I won't say the W word again. Um, it's basic psychology. Yes. Of starting off yep. big, you got that big pop, and then it drops down a little bit, then it picks up, then all of a sudden you yep. get the double down, and then it and then it, it's strange of putting these two right towards the end instead of like in the middle or, yeah. The first half of this album is stronger than the second half, in my opinion. Yes. I agree. I agree. Nice. The next one is the title track. Six feet deep. Yeah. And let's jump in a little bit. 48 seconds in. Yeah. So the story on this one was they're they're playing all the instruments and they're not classically trained by any means, you know what I mean? And so they were literally just screwing around playing stuff and then somebody was like, I think it was Riza, was like, yo, start the ADAT. And they started recording and that and then so Prince Paul had to go through like this whole like however long this jam session was and kind of piece this thing together, which is kind of cool. And then once he had that, then everybody came and rapped on it. That's the instant. Yeah, I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. No, go for it. Because um, I don't think on Spotify you have the part in the beginning when they're actually like saying like I got the riff at the beginning when they're starting to play the song. Because it doesn't say that on Spotify. Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Bring it back, yeah. What's up? This is the Grave Digger Jam session. Okay. What's, today, what's today's date? Today's Listening to this song, though, I was going to say that you can tell that there's musicianship in it, which you don't see in, especially now, you know, in, in a lot of what's considered rappers. But even back in the day, a lot of people didn't want to admit how much there's abstract time signatures in here that done, da da dun, yes. da da dun, 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 you, dun, yep. dun, dun, you know, coming into it. And, and I mean, it's, it, it's one of the least downloaded songs I'm looking at right now on, on, on this whole album. And uh, it's probably the most musical one out of the whole thing. I like it. Yeah, but it is different. It's not as hard, quote unquote, as hard as the others, but also a hey, cop back to your, your point about, but intro. The other thing that I think is really interesting on this whole album is how the beats and and the songs crossfade into each other in certain points. So, for example, um, back to Two Cups of Blood. At the end of that, the backspin, the very last one that goes longer, actually leads into the next song. Like a lot of these are pieced together in a in an almost crossfaded way, which is um, again that wasn't super common back then. And uh, again, I think they were just kind of ahead of the curve. And it makes it sound as one entire, you know, cinematic thing because of it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know okay. where to go. I'm on vacation. Okay. I'm, I'm on vacation. vacation. I'm on vacation. No, 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 no. I, got, I, I get it. But that's, yeah. the, that's, your, that's your title track. That's your title track. 
Mm-hmm. I thought that it was dope. It's like, it's like you know, it's just something to chant. I, I honestly tell the truth, I would have liked to see Grave Diggers in concert. I bet you it'd have probably been pretty hot. It'd have probably been a pretty wild crowd. I ain't go front. That would have yeah, been a wild. That would have. It would have been a pretty wild crowd. I'm just. They not had gonna... some. Uh, they had some issues on on tour. Right. And they, they did a tour with with Wu. They did, they did a Wu Tang tour where they yeah right. How crazy would that been? And then they also took the whole the whole show over to Japan and Europe too. They were kind of big in Europe, which I mean it makes sense. But um, yeah, they had some crazy. T- yeah, I I don't remember all of them, but I know a couple of interviews I saw where they're talking about different tour stories and it was wild. Oh, that's what's up. What do we got next? The outro, that's the it. Outro. It's, that's it's it? Done. That's the album? Yeah. We did it, yep. Depp. Depp, we did it. What? We did it. <laughs> She's back there yeah, taking a nap, bro. You I, sleep, Depp? I was on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. For real, for real. <laughs> All right, let me see. Let me see this. What is that? Three? You guys, you guys, Aaron, thanks for coming out this week, man. This is this was yeah, good. I needed this. Me, bro. I needed this. I needed hey, this. But also, hey, thanks for being on the uh, same page as me this time, as opposed to the movie <laughs> yeah, last time. Yeah, this time. This time. Yeah, this, this was is much really? better. Was he really though? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. Somewhat, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Of course yeah, I, I am, it. dude. Come on, dude. Come on. It's a win, bro. It's a win. This is this is hard shit, man. You know, I'm, I'm over here doing math. I don't have a calculator of doom. Okay, I got, I got, we I got. We don't have a calculator of doom. Yes, in all our own ways. You know what? This is what I'm talking about right here. This is that stuff that keeps me up a... at night. Hey, Kyle, you know, you know I what? I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. Hey, Kyle, real quick, because you mentioned, uh, you know, trimming off a couple songs off this one, right? And I'm a big believer of, you know, especially in the CD days. Like, if you go over 15 songs, nah. You know what I mean? Like, 10 to 15 was like that sweet spot. Anything after that, you know, there's there's something that just wasn't hitting as hard. So, Kyle, when you look at, like, um, especially when Wu-Tang did the double album, I, I'm a big believer of, if you took the best songs off both those albums and put it on one disc, that disc would be amazing. But I feel like it gets a little watered down because there's so much to get through. You know what I mean? What did you think of that album, for example, or other albums that you think would have been better had they just been shorter by two, three, four songs? Outcast, th- Love Below. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, that was Equimini. Uh, Equimini was very long. Um, yeah. But it was really dope. Um, they don't make stuff like that anymore. They don't make like hip hop albums that long anymore. I mean, like the first one that was like really short was that Illmatic, and after that, you know, that was like the shortest hip hop album ever. You know, and after that, everything was like really long. Back in the day, you used to have really long songs. You know, this was a long album. I mean, like how long was the total amount of songs with all these songs on it? The total, it had to be like over an hour. Easy. I mean, you got songs like five, six minutes long. What the fuck, RZA? Goddamn. Just gonna let the beat there's play? O- there's, only, there's only one song that's almost five minutes. That's Graveyard Chamber. Graveyard I Chamber, long as fuck. I'm gonna fucking like about 80 minutes. <laughs> 80 <laughs> minute long four ass song. Four, so four hours. This, uh... <laughs> so technically a movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All came back around. Without film. Deb's alive. He did that before, though. Paul did that before. With that other album he did. Which one was it? He did, was it like a movie or something like that? A whole story or something like that? We had all those rappers together doing that. Yep. Hip hop opera is what they kind of coined it as because, yeah, it was like the whole movie. Right. Somebody out there, a lot of you pop people know what that album was. Send me a clink of what was. I don't, I don't know, uh, but we're always talking about Grave Digger Sip. Prince of Thieves or something like that. Else. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hadn't talked about any other albums or anything like that. No. <laughs> Nothing no. else. All right, all right, all right. We, I understand. We, we stayed on the rails all this time. This whole show. This whole show. This whole show. All right, all right, all right. What are we going to do there? How are we going to do this? How are we going calculator do All right. Oh, oh. Okay, go ahead. Eric, you get to pick because, you know, you're, you're the guest. You know, that's what Josh oh, said. Yeah, so remind me, remind me how it goes, the though. What, how's it go usually? Remind I'm saying, well, Josh, you can tell him. It's okay. For, for, well, first. first, I have to go. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Then I gotta catch my breath, because <laughs> e- even with the vocoder on there, I still had to. It just I'm blown up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we we did last time with Jay Nice, and and I thought it, it was a good idea. The the guest gets to pick who goes in what order. I, I think I'm gonna skip out of this one. <laughs> I was gonna make Dev go first. I was gonna make Dev go first. <laughs> Only because when I heard, I've never had heard the the CD before. And I only heard it the one time with Josh, and then we, I don't think we went through the whole songs. And listening to y'all just, you know, explain everything, I it's really interesting to me. So I think I want to go back and listen to it, but, like, really pay attention to it. But if I give it a score right now, it wouldn't be fair. Because I You should have did your homework. Well, I didn't. I thought <laughs> we were watching a movie. Josh! And I was waiting for the mm-hmm. movie. That's I, your responsibility, Josh. You should have played it for him. He's a grown ass woman. <laughs> this, this is very true. This is very true. Uh, I got so, he did tell me he did tell me ahead of time, but I was just like, Oh, okay. I even put it on her Spotify list. He did. Yeah, and I just go. didn't get around to to listening to it until he told me, Have you listened to it yet? And I was like, What? And then he said that and I was like, Oh shit. No. <laughs> Ran out of time. Uh since so, Josh, since you kinda she, I just want to say this, though. Yeah. Instead of spending the time and investing the time to listen to Six Feet Deep, right? She definitely read her book about a gay dragon with an afro. I'm just saying. What the fuck is that? What What the fuck is that? Cobb, you know about the book. We we talked about this on the pod. Oh, you know what? I missed that episode. I'm good. I'm good. She reads these books about (laughs) gargoyles and vampires and dragons and whatever. And now they're in the middle of this like dragon academy type thing where they're all going to school. And she's like explaining this one badass dragon. And I'm like, oh, well, not, not even a dragon. She's explaining this one guy. And she's like, oh, well, he turns into a dragon. I was like, Debbie, you just described him. <laughs> and he ended up being a gay dragon with an afro. I didn't know he was a dragon when i started reading i mean i didn't know he was gay when panderverse oh it's okay the pander it's a pander book that's the problem no it's there's nothing against anything of the book you're the one who's you're pandering to dragons now 
Deb, if, if you Deb, if you need the gay dragon with the afro tattoo, I'm there for you, girl. I got you. <laughs> oh, back piece, a full back piece. Oh, wings. Rainbow wings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody please let me do that. Oh man. <laughs> I don't want them to go come in and get that one done. Because uh, that's going to be a wild sick. joker, man. Oh, sick. <laughs> we should, maybe we should have a. a I, along those lines, I've, I've got some stories. We might have to do a separate. Uh, Patreon only uh, tattoo oh. story. Oh, <laughs> so, so Deb's giving oh. the album a episode. Get that episode in there. You know what I mean? Deb's giving the album a zero, but her story don't count because she's gonna come back later on and readjust, and that's a bullshit out for me. But you well, know. no. Well, if you want me to score it, I'll score it a five. Out because of, I think it it's in the middle. Out of ten. Yes. Ten being the if best, one being the worst. It. She's right she's middle, giving huh? it a I. Yikes. That's what we're doing? Well, no, because not because I don't think, because I really liked what I heard. No, no, that's how we, that's how, no, stop. Wait, that's how we score? (laughs) Uh, Why are we doing it like that? You're scoring each song? We're going to be here till next Tuesday. (laughs) No, I did it like the old school way. I did it like back in 1994. You give it mics. I don't remember three days ago. I went back to the mic. We give it in mics, bro. Then you go back to the okay. mics. Five being a classic. Then you okay. got four superior, three dope, two needs work, and one totally whack. Okay, Cobb, I'm oh. down with that. But are we keeping it within the source and, and with with clarification of those albums that already have been awarded five mics? Are we comparing? Is that our no. standard? Or the we standard just okay. right now. Yeah, no. Okay, Album standard you. taste the time. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so what was it? What were the scores again? Did you How many mics? Five. five. Uh, for you, Deb, hey, five is the best. One's yeah. the worst. I'll give it a four. Dramatic pause. Because, well, no, because I had to think. Because, like I said, I did like what I heard. I want to go back and listen to it again. And I liked the way y'all talked about it. I was listening to everything, and I did like it. So, I mean, I, I like the. I'll give it a four. That's that's decent. All right. I got it. All, All right, right, Josh, what do you got? I'm giving it a three. Okay, Cobb. I gave it a, a three point seven. Where it's like like almost like it was almost there. So you can't get like that's like like a little bit of extra of a mic finger. Or something like that when they're holding it. So I would probably give it like a three and a half. It was just it was just that I think those songs like Bang Your Head and a couple of other ones, if they would have oh just left God. those off, it would have been a better album. It would have been I a lot better. Track my my three and give it a six because of Bang Your Head. <laughs> That's yeah, what I was extra that credit, was <laughs> no. All right. So okay. So three point seven, three, and Deb's four. I, I got to give it a four. I and I think a big part of that is because we've had so much time now. Kind of go back to it. Does it hold up? Does it? But for me, the re-listenability is huge. I can go back and still put this on, and still enjoy it 
where there's a lot of other albums from that time that, yeah, the, you know, the beat, a lot, to be honest, a lot of older hip hop that I, that I used to be into that I'm not anymore is either because the beats weren't tight enough or the rhymes weren't, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was never just like the whole thing was, was garbage or, or I just didn't, it didn't hold up the test of time, but, you know, especially beats, um, you know, over time, the Casio keyboard beats, like, you know, they're just not as interesting to hear anymore for the most part. Some of the flows that were a little too oversimplified. And I think this album d doesn't fall into that because the production's so good, because there's so many styles of MCing on it. I think there's a lot here to enjoy still to this day. So yeah, I give it a solid four. Nice. So altogether, you get to 3.7, which rounds up to a four. Noise. <laughs> Superior. I agree. Underrated is what I would always call this album. Uh, I would know, give it that. Of, I give it that. Too many people slept on it. I, 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 I was. I would give it a four, honestly, because I'm like a three point seven. I'm like if it was a very good album, and it's like when I did listen to those songs, it brought me back to like I used to be hyped off that shit back in 1994. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we was on our way to to freaking Great America, around roller coasters. We was so fucking hyped listening to this shit on the way. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, we got out the perfect. car, jumped on the great, damn Great American Eagle. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Good stuff. You know, after this pod, what I'm going to have to do right now? What? Just go into YouTube, go into Spotify, find every version of... And play the shit out of Biohazard just because of... Because of Kyle, yeah. that's it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that, that that hurt my feelings. BD, come on, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, too funny. You good, man? You good? I, I've never. Aaron, I, thanks again. Hold up a second before before oh, he says anything. Wait, no. No, before the photo goodbyes, goodbyes, Josh. Hit the intro. <laughs> yeah. He's on vacation. I'm on vacation. Deb, you, what you actually hit the intro. Seriously? <laughs> no, he wants his theme. I thought he was going to say, Josh, get the tables. But no, let's <laughs> get the tables. Yeah. That's that, that's funny. They're, they're quite the resemblance there. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that could be Spike. Deb uh, <laughs> does not have a, a an English uh, degree. No, I do not. Oh, that would be that hilarious. Okay, Cobb. So, so mm -hmm. now now that we've hit the brakes completely, what? Yeah, you were gonna say something. Reaching halt. Go ahead, dude. I completely forgot. You're like Josh. Then y'all start talking about some other stuff, and then y'all start talking about the Dudleys and everything else like that. Man, you know what? I'm on vacation. No, it's <laughs> it's because you stayed quiet for a while. Whenever you stay quiet for a while, you say hit the intro. Yeah. 
I can't even. I think remember. we're done. I think it's over. <laughs> Aaron, what are your socials again? That way I could clip this out, run it as a spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, hit me up and give me a follow. My old Instagram got hacked. So it's been, man, trying to get back in the, the flow of it and all that has been really tough. And like building up again is it sucks. And and that, that getting hacked was horrible. When you when you're small business, it's like it's so hard to deal with that nonsense. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm not doing the all the TikTok videos and I mean, bro, I'm too old for that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? So um, I do really appreciate all the follows and people that sh- I know you guys do a great job of sharing my stuff and I really do appreciate it. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, Instagram at art by Aaron W. And then the shop is at pretty in ink Bakersfield. Awesome. Awesome. And then we'll put the graphic out showing all your stops, uh, Temecula, Biloxi, Chicago, Des Moines, Fort Worth, Ontario, yeah, Ontario, Ventura, Wheeling, and Nashville. Yes, sir. Nice. Wait, that, that's wait, that's where you're going to be got... in the Chicago is Wheeling. No, no, no. That's that's another Wheeling, West, West Virginia, Virginia is later. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. All right, yeah. There's a town out here. Shout in out Wheeling. to uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Resurrection Island. That's the name of that one, and it's that that show is so dope because it's uh, it's in a casino, and the people that run it are amazing. Dennis and his crew, they they kill it. And uh, there's just so many, I, part of the reason I do all the traveling stuff is every time I go, I, I learn something because I, I travel with a bunch of killers and, and there's a bunch of always tremendous artists around me. So it's, it's awesome. Uh, but it's, man, there, there's just really cool people out there that I get a, it's kind of like uh, going to summer camp. You know what I mean? Like I can see all the homies and then, uh, you know, then you get to see them in another month or whatever. So it's really cool and it's fun. And we're going to do a lot more. Uh, the other reason to get on the socials is uh, we're doing a lot more videoing for this next this next trip. If you jump on um, on my Instagram, you can see some of the videos from some of the previous ones. And um, it's always, you know, mostly of the convention, all the fun stuff, and then mostly just my shoes. So that's, you know, <laughs> get sneakers in there. Uh, everybody always wants to film those. So, you know, it, it's, it's worth your time. Check it out. And uh yeah, if you guys got ideas or you're in that area, I'd love to come tattoo you, hang out, whatever. Nice. But this is the time of the pod where we come to where I'm regretting sharing too much information and I'm about to share too much information right Wait, now. What, what are we doing now? I don't know what <laughs> new word y'all use. I don't know what, what word y'all use from the different parts of the country y'all are in, but the spot directly between my scrotum and my asshole is asleep. It's tingling with this chair. You gotta get a better chair, bro. That's not healthy. Especially at your fat. age. I'm also fat and, and got a bad vertebrae. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. yeah. CTE going on. You know, it just It's been a good episode, bro. Y- y'all call that the taint? Is it the chode? The dude, dude, I'm, I'm sitting up here like on this metal <laughs> chair, dude. You don't know you ain't sitting up here tripping. You know, I got a fold up metal chair here. You talking about how, yo, you got an office chair. And Deb over there with everything, all y'all little cushy, nice little soft asses. And I'm over here yeah. on this goddamn shit. Man. You're, you're on a metal folding chair? Yeah. You style? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. He, Hell he's yeah. hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm but sitting is on. Is the spot directly over your asshole sleep? No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't be paying attention to that, man. I never, you know. He's focused. Well, it, that means it's not asleep. All right. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Cobweb. 
I'm dead. And Aaron. And we got Aaron on here. Thanks for listening to Cast of the Pod. This is something we tried different today, and I had fun with it. I, I do totally do not regret. I regret my taint area being asleep, but I, I don't <laughs> regret doing them. I mean. <laughs> yes. It was well worth it. Whatever, whatever pain you're in now is worth what we did today. Yes. Yes. Most I'm going to post that. I, I dislocated my taint for the love of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Hashtag drum taint. So if you're not on Patreon, if you're not pay, on Patreon, you got to get on. You got to pay your money so that, you know, Josh doesn't have to go through all this pain again. I'm going to have to open up an OnlyFans so I can show off pictures of my taint. Oh, uh, it's going to be like Snoop. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah or, or Josh, you could not do that. You know, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to ask you that. I'm going to ask you that. How much would it cost for the taint? <laughs> How much you got? At what point would you say? Note. Oh, my gosh.